0: Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Merry Christmas once again, everyone. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Tonight we gather to worship the one, the true, the living God. His name is Jesus. He is the Messiah of God. He alone is God, and there is no other. And the good news that Christians declare on this night is that God in Christ Jesus, He has come to set us free. He's come to set us free. Or to be more specific, He came to set you free. And He came to set me free. And what are these freedoms that we receive through Jesus coming into the world? I dare say they are the freedoms that anyone, anywhere in the world at any time would hold most dear. And tonight I would like to extol them in celebration of Jesus' birth. The first freedom that Christians celebrate is freedom from confusion. Freedom from confusion. We all have questions about God. Every human being in every land who has ever lived wonders what God is really like. Who is He? How can I know for sure? And what is the consequence of those questions? Well, the only way we can know for sure is for God to actually show up. For God to actually reveal Himself to all of humanity. It is the only possible way to remove all doubt about who God actually is. As I say to my congregation often, the only way that we truly know one another is by what we share of ourselves with one another. And so this is true with God. And the Scriptures tell us that Jesus is the full revelation of God. In fact, Jesus Himself declares these words in John chapter 14 verse 9 when He says, "...He who has seen Me, He who has seen Me has seen the Father." With these very words, Jesus is making the astounding claim that He is the one true living God and that there's no need to look any further. Jesus is the fullness of God and the perfect revelation of God. But beyond His words, the Scriptures, they they testify to His deeds, The Scriptures give the supporting evidence of His verbal claims, miracles that He has performed over nature and over disease and even over death itself. Jesus, we are told, walked on the water. I don't know who of you has ever done that before, but I've never done it. Jesus healed the lame, the blind, and the sick. Jesus raised at least three people from the dead, we're told in the Scriptures. Therefore, we are not confused about who God is anymore. Who He is, what He's like, and what He's done is found in Jesus. The perfect revelation of God in human flesh. And here's what else you need to know. No one else, no one else from any other religion or philosophy has ever showed up on your behalf. No one else has ever dared to make the claims that Jesus did. No one else could perform the works that Jesus did because Jesus is God alone. And there is no other. And therefore, the first freedom that we celebrate on this day, on this Christmas, on Jesus' birthday, is the freedom from confusion about who God really is. Well, there's a second freedom that we celebrate, and that freedom is the freedom from guilt and the freedom from shame. So let me pose a question. Are you certain, are you absolutely certain that when you die, you're going to heaven? That is to say, are you going up instead of down as we commonly talk about it? Well, here's another question. How do you know? How do you know? On what basis do you answer the question? And how do you know that you're right? Many people believe they're going to heaven because they're a good person or because they have done good things. But there's only one problem. What about the bad thing? And what about the guilt we feel when we ourselves do bad things? And what about the shame that we carry when we ourselves have done bad things? And more to the point, what do you think God should do about those things? You see, here's the thing. Every other religion will tell you this, that we're the ones who have to get it right in order to get to heaven that God, whoever that God may be, has given us laws, whatever those laws may be, and that we must keep those laws during our lives. And here's the worst part. The worst part is that you're left wondering whether or not you got it right until the bitter end. Did I do enough good to outweigh the bad? Well, how will I know? Where is the cosmic scorecard that tells me? Friends, that's that's a horrible burden to bear if you think about it for just a minute. That's a terrible weight to carry around. Christianity has exactly the opposite message. But we Christians know that we can't keep the law. God has given us a law. We can't keep it. And so the good news that we find in Jesus Christ, the freedom that we have in Him is this, that we don't have to wonder or wait to find out whether or not we got it right. We don't have to carry the burden now, and we don't have to carry the burden to the end. For the same God who clears up our confusion about who He is is the same God who can clear and clean our conscience. Jesus speaks these words to us in Matthew 11:28: 28. Come to Me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And St. Paul cries out in Romans chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by human flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He became the sin offering for us. And so He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. And again, in Paul's letter to the Galatians, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to christ that we might be justified by faith and finally in galatians 2:16 a man is not justified by works of the law but by faith in jesus christ do you see the simple fact is this you and i we simply can't keep the law our conscience is constantly convicting us of this fact And God is right to issue His just judgment against us because of it. But the true miracle that begins at Christmas is this, that Jesus has come to take that burden from us. That Jesus has come to set us free from our sin. In the greatest act of mercy ever known to mankind, Jesus takes the death sentence that belongs to us, and Jesus pays the penalty of death. That is due to us. This is the essence of our rejoicing at Christmas. Because the truth is simply this as there is no other God of any other religion who has ever cleared our confusion about the nature of God, so also has no other God freed you from the burden of sin. And St. Paul would know, for he himself was an elite man of the Jewish religion. Yet his conscience was burdened by the law just like ours is until he found faith and freedom just like you and I do. And my friends, these two freedoms, freedom from confusion about who God is, freedom from the guilt and shame of our sin, show forth the final and the best freedom of all. Freedom from death. Freedom from death. I don't know about you, but I would really rather not die. I'm not looking forward to that, to be honest. I don't want to be separated from my loved ones and my friends forever. But if I have to die, and I believe that I'm going to die, I'd sure like to know what happens next. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to know what happens next? And so as Jesus has cleared up confusion and cleaned our conscience... He's shown us what happens next because He got up out of the grave three days after He was killed. And friends, what more can we even say about that miracle? So again I ask, what other God from which other religion has gotten up out of the grave after being crucified? Jesus alone has entered into human history. Jesus Christ alone has lifted the burden of our guilt and our shame Jesus Christ alone has revealed to us that there objectively is life after death. What other God from what other religion has ever done these things for you? So my friends, these are the reasons that Christians rejoice on this night. We come together to celebrate the birth of our Savior because it is the only right response to who He is and what He's done for us. So as I draw to a close, I thought I would share with you some of the responses that humans have had throughout history, what others who have become Christians themselves have said about this Jesus. This quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a Lutheran pastor who lived and gave his life during World War II in Nazi Germany, has this to say, And in the Incarnation, the whole human race recovers the dignity of the image of God. That is so powerful. Henceforth, any attack on even the least of men is an attack on Christ, who took the form of a man and in his own person restored the image of God in all that bears a human form. We could contemplate that the rest of our lives, but there's more. This from Charles Dickens, renowned English author of the 19th century, who gave us such works as A Christmas Carol, Oliver Twist, A Tale of Two Cities, have this to say, It is good to be children sometimes, and never better than at Christmas. It's when the mighty founder of our religion was a child himself. From our beloved author, Dr. Seuss. It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. (coughs) Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And in like fashion, this from theologian and philosopher G.K. Chesterton. When we were children, we were grateful to those who filled our stockings at Christmas time. Why are we not grateful to God for filling our stockings with legs? I love that. From Anglican theologian J.I. Packer. The Almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby needing to be fed and changed and taught to talk like any other child. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as this truth of the Incarnation. My friends, it is a terribly tragic truth to think that the tender flesh of this Christ child, born of the humble virgin, will one day be torn to shreds by the very hands of humanity that He Himself has made. Could you mothers and fathers imagine your children walking this path? Yet it must be this way for the salvation of the world, for this is the path our Lord Himself did walk, to give us this Christmas and our Easter celebrations. And in so doing, Jesus has cleared all confusion about who God is. He has cleaned our conscience from guilt and shame, for He has conquered the grave to give us everlasting life. So again I ask, has any other God from any other religion ever done these things for anyone? Merry Christmas everyone. Let us rejoice and sing praises to our God, for unto us a child is born, unto us a Savior is given, and we shall call His name Jesus.